the This Week in Music History podcast with Marty Miller from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. Hello. Gosh, this is very Mrs. Doubtfire, wasn't it? Hello. How are you? How was your week? Warm enough for you? I love in Ireland, at least. We went from roasting 33 degrees to like 19 in 24 hours. And it was like, it's a shock to the system. I shan't lie. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a week, hasn't it? It really has. Sweaty nights, duvets off, duvets back on, duvets off. We broke through a, a record that was set in 1887 this week. 33 degrees in parts of our country. And across the water then in the UK, uh, London got 40 degrees. The highest temperature they've ever, 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 ever gotten. Insane old stuff. Meanwhile, the week that was in music history in 1969, Ringo was underwater. In 1988, Nico was underground. And Roger Waters built a wall where another had been in 1990. So we'll start, though, with 69 on the mind. And it was Ringo recording this. In an octopus's garden. The world said goodbye to Nico of Velvet Underground this week. She died while on holiday in Ibiza, on a bike, actually. On a cycling around Ibiza with her son and she has a minor heart attack and that's the one that tips the bucket. Died this week in 88 at age 49. Nico of Velvet Underground, of course, sounding like this. Because everybody knows the thing she does to please. She's just a little tease. Richard Branson's birthday this week from Class Dunce to Rich, Rich, Richard. I was seen as the dumbest person at school. Nobody had ever heard of dyslexia. I just looked at the blackboard. It was just a jumble. I had no idea what was going on. And therefore, you know, the idea that I could be successful didn't dawn on me. The very early days were very wild. It was a time when everybody sold bootlegs and we would have little record shops and we'd put them on the wall. Um, And then one of the heads of the record companies came along to me and said, Better to be legitimate, you'll, you'll make even more money. So we went legitimate. So I formed a, a little record company on my own. Uh, it sold millions and millions of albums. And, uh, and from there, we built the biggest independent record company in the world and had a lot of fun. It was this week back in 1967 that Elvis Presley was working on a movie with Nancy Sinatra this time as his leading lady. It was Presley's 27th film in 1967 and it was called Speedway. Elvis and Nancy are a sensation. Together they're a winning combination on the Speedway. Presley and Sinatra have the track to themselves in the racing, rocking, throbs and thrills of Speedway. Come on and sing! Brian May was on people's minds this week. He turned 75. Here's Brian talking about that very special guitar. His red special. What is Brian May's guitar made of? My guitar is made of bits and pieces, which some people would call junk. It's a piece of an old fireplace, which is the neck. Uh, It's a piece of oak, which came from a very old oak table that was in my dad's spare room. And the tremolo is made out of a piece of mild steel that I filed, but also the, the tremolo is balanced with motorbike valve springs from a 500cc Norton, I think. It's just, it was made out of bits because I couldn't afford a guitar. It's still what it was, and it still works, and it still exists. We've got a couple of Guns N' Roses stories this week. 
first of all, let's start in 1991 when Stephen Adler, the man who played drums in that debut album, well, he filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles alleging that he was wrongly removed from the band and it was the band's fault that he ended up doing hard drugs. We wanted success. Yeah, sure. And it's a shame, of course, that when you get the success, you don't realize you're at the success. And you take advantage of it. But I want to leave the past behind. That's the past. It's over. I lived it. I experienced it. I need to get rid of the past to move on to the future. It was a night of welcomes this week in 1975 when Bruce Springsteen was playing on his Born to Run show in Rhode Island. It was the live debut of Stephen Van Zant as a member of the E Street Band. Sad 2017 Linkin Park lead singer Chester Bennington died at the age of 41. This is his wife, Talinda. Sometimes some signs were there more than others. Some signs they weren't there at all. Um, as the case right before he passed, we were on a family vacation. He just had to go back home to do a television commercial and we were, I was going to see him the next day. It was just the timing of it. This was not a time where we, any of our families suspected mm. this to happen which is terrifying. And, no coincidence, methinks, Chester Bennington's friend Chris Cornell had a birthday the same day that Chester died. Of course, Chris was already gone by the time Chester went. Nothing, nothing can take away these blues nothing Another Guns N' Roses story that I have for you is in 1987 this week when they gave the world Appetite for Destruction. Oh, what a record. It's one of those game changers. It became the best-selling debut album of all time in the United States. They would also become a controversial band due to some of their lyrical content and their album artwork. I kind of submitted it as a joke because it was so outrageous. And I was like, you mean you, you want to use this? I was like, this is great. So we, then we just went for it. This week in 1990, Roger Waters built a wall where another rather famous and very sad one had been. Waters flew out to Berlin a couple of days after the wall came down to look for a concert location. They picked the historic site of Potsdamer Platz, a scrubby area of no man's land between East and West Berlin. Once known as the busiest place in Europe, and since 1961 as the Death Strip, it was the heavily mined and guarded area that distanced east from west. Promoters claim the Wall 1990 set will be the largest ever built. Construction has taken over a month. It will feature a specially erected 600-foot-high wall. Monster puppets the size of six-story buildings will loom over the audience, and helicopters with searchlights will sweep over the crowd. 350,000 people attended that gig, and it was broadcast live throughout the world as well. 2007 this week, Don Arden, who was Sharon Osbourne's dad, died in his nursing home at the age of 81. The Al Capone of pop, they said. Sharon didn't pick it up off the ground. She knows how to spin a story, that one. Arden is often painted as a ruthless villain, but he's more complicated than that. He built an empire, then bequeathed it to his daughter. And it was this complex mix of family and business that would be his undoing. My father had a rule that he would never really put his name on paper. In the early days, it was my mother 
that was the head of all his companies. And finally, this week in 1971, John Lennon and Yoko Ono were making the video for Imagine at their big old gaff in England. She's a lovely mother to me, mm. a lovely mother. I'm just I don't know what I'd do without her sewing up my fly, you know. <laughs> so, which way, John? That's this way? No. I think that it would come like that, wouldn't it? No, like... And that is a look at the week that was in music history, the week of July 18th until July 22nd. Thanks for checking out the little podcast. We do it daily on the radio and all of the time as well on nova.ie.